Hi, Brittany. What brought you in today? I just have a lot of secrets. Wow. Sounds like you're going through a lot. Yeah, a little bit. Sounds like you're feeling something. I'm feeling many things. That's why I came to you. Tell me how you feel about that. I'm feeling many things. That's why I came to you. Yes. Yes, you did. Yeah. Tell me how you feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) We love therapists. Just as a side note. (laughs) Uh, Making fun of myself. It's okay. Yep. Yep. If you can't laugh at yourself, how the hell are you going to laugh at somebody else? Exactly. (laughs) Welcome to Audio Shelf. Place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. So today's episode is um we're back to our regular reviews mm-hmm. for, for this episode. And we have to give a shout out to our producer for this episode, mm-hmm. Paul from audiobookreviewer.com. Yes. He is one of our patrons and he is in the producer spot. So he gets a special shout out today at the beginning and the end. And then you can also find his website in our description on today's episode. So thank you, Paul, for your continued support. Thank you, Paul. Make sure you check out Audiobook Reviewer and Audiobook Reviewer After Dark. Yeah. So I'm really excited about this audiobook that we're talking about. Yes. This is actually going to be the first time besides a couple of texts that we are talking about this book together. Yeah, which so, I'm hyped. Yes. Th- all of our emotions, our feelings are going to come out in this episode. Oh, yeah. Everything. So, so let's go over it. Okay. Okay. Do all you, right. Who want, do you want to read the stats or do you want me to read the stats? Or? Um, I'll read the stats. I'll read the stats. Okay. Okay. It's been a long time. It has. We need to get back into this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Today's book is Every Single Secret. The author is Emily Carpenter. Finally. I know. She's been on our TBR for a long time. She really has been. The narrator is Kate Orsini. Orsini. Orsini? Orsini. 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 But she's amazing. We'll talk about her. Her first name is Kate. Her name is, yeah, Kate. That's what we're going to refer to her from now on. (laughs) She's pretty famous, supposedly. Really? Yeah. I mean, I could tell from her voice. Yeah, lots of different like TV show and movie stuff. (gasps) Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. So the publisher of Every Single Secret is Brilliance Audio. We love us some Brilliance. We do. The audiobook release date was May 1st, 2018. Okay, I'm really surprised that this came out this year. What? Like, for some reason, I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I've seen this cover for like, thousands of years right yeah exactly wow the duration is 10 hours and 22 minutes for me it flew by yeah same actually and the genre is fiction thrillers did anyone look up the yelp review on this retreat <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that's a genre and it's <laughs> accurate yes uh, yes i mean it, yelp is an app it is. Download the app. It asks, you can't do anything in Yelp unless you download that damn app. Exactly, Daphne. So you could have figured out this retreat. You Baskins. really could have. You could use Ugh. Fred, Scooby, and Shaggy. Exactly. So talk to talk to us about the summary. Okay. So the summary was taken from Google Books. Google Books. Little change up because Amazon actually cut off the, the summary. What? Yeah. It was weird. Um, so I got it from Google Books. Emotionally guarded Daphne Amos always believed she found a kinder spirit in her fiance, Heath. Heath. Which I always wanted to call like Heath Bar. Yes, it made me so hungry for yeah. chocolate. Yeah, it was weird. Screw this withering, Wuthering Heights business. I want a Heath Bar. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, that gets, you know, Wuthering Heights. I have Heights. not read Wuthering Heights. Me either, but that's what the book's kind of like, like a lot of themes are it from. It talks about Heath? Yeah. There's a Heath in there? Yes, Heathcliff. Heathcliff bar. Heathcliff and Catherine. Oh. <laughs> a lot of a lot of work is based off Wuthering Heights. Like a, the whole like, you know, love, like the the tortured love 
where both of them are tortured souls and they feel like they they need each other, but then they can't be together, but they really do need each other because they're the same person. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of what the story was based off of. Wow. <laughs> okay. So I'm only through the first sentence of the syn- sum- oh, synopsis sorry, sorry. and I'm already learning something. <laughs> so this is going to be a great episode. <laughs> Both very private people, they've kept their paths hidden from the world and each other until Heath's escalating nightmares begin to put an undeniable strain on their relationship. Determined to give their impending marriage the best chance of succeeding, Heath insists that Daphne join him on a seven-day retreat with Dr. Matthew Cerny, a psychologist, yep, a psychologist celebrated for getting to the root of repressed memories. Daphne reluctantly agrees, even though the past is the last place she wants to go. The retreat's isolated and forbidding location increases her unease, as do the doctor's rules. They must relinquish their keys and phones, they'll be monitored at all hours by hidden cameras, and they're never to socialize with other guests. One sleepless night, Daphne decides to leave her room, and only then does she realize that the Institute is not at all what it seems, and that whatever's crying out from Heath's past isn't meant to be heard. It's meant to be silenced. Mm, that was good. That was a damn powerful summary. Yes. Like, I got chills. I want to read this book again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I love a good retreat. Mm-hmm. A good couple's mm-hmm. retreat. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go on one, but I don't want to be known as like someone that has problems. I don't want to go on one anymore. Well, not anymore. No, like after that one couples retreat movie came out with like uh, Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell, Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn, and uh, uh, God, what was her name? What her name's Kristen in real life, but she was in Sex in the City. Oh, Kristen, yes, her name, Kristen, yes, yes, her, <laughs> Kristen. Davis. Kristen Davis. Yes. yes. Oh my yes. God. You pulled that out of a hat like a literally, magician. Literally, my tongue was on fire because of it. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah, perfect. And there was like two other people, but I don't remember yeah. who they were. Yeah. Um, or actually, there was three other people because whoever Kristen Davis was supposed to be married to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't pay attention to them. Um, I wanted to go on a couples retreat. Yes. Uh, and like, but things come out, and I do yes. not want to leave a couples retreat not being a couple no more. Oh, that would be horrible. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, it would be expensive. Mm-hmm. But I, I like I remind like the way I imagine a couple's retreat is maybe like jungle, like being in, a, in deep in a jungle isolation, like in Ecuador. Yes. Are there woods in Ecuador? I don't woods, know. Rainforests? No, I don't know. But I just remember, like I just imagine. You remember? I keep saying remember, <laughs> but I mean imagine. <laughs> Just sitting, sitting in like seances or like meditation and saying hum and getting like white robes and everyone has white, matching white robes. You're describing a cult. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that not what a couple retreat is? <laughs> I don't think initially, like maybe the first three days they're trying to convince you that it's not a cult. Mm-hmm. But then by the fourth day, they're like, you know what? Let's let our white robe killing yep. babies mm-hmm. flag fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But after this book, I'm like, I don't want to go to a couple's retreat. You don't know what kind of stuff Eddie's hiding. No, I don't. I'm like, <laughs> he does have them weird nightmares. <gasps> oh, my God. 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 What has he done? I don't know. But he seriously, like. He literally can't be antisocial. Oh, sorry. <laughs> does he light things on fire? No. Okay, then he's asocial. Mm-mm. He doesn't kill animals. Okay, yeah, he's definitely not a psycho. No, there's no, like, dead birds laying around. That's good. That's a positive. Hmm. But maybe he buries them. Oh, my God, yes. I need to go burying. Oh, my God. I need to go, like, We like, need to go find a pet up. cemetery. Oh, my God. What if there backyard? is one? <gasps> That's why he wanted to close the garden. That's why he doesn't oh want to get another dog. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He just cracked this case <laughs> wide open. He doesn't want to get another dog because he doesn't want to throw it off that he kills animals. Eddie, we're coming for you. We are coming for you. We solved this mystery. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be like, what the? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that was Uh, good. Can your, can your like, can your partner sue you for defamation? Oh, 
Because I hope not. We'll just go on a couple's retreat if he does. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll never come back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we uh, need to dive into this book. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Every single secret. So what did you think about the characters? Let's talk about that first. I loved it. I, I loved, loved it. Daphne. Mm-hmm. Daphne was smart. She was strong-willed. She wasn't letting this retreat take anything from her. So like the second, I think what was it like day one yeah like one hour in she was investigating and going into the different rooms and looking mm-hmm. at the cameras oh yes i was like this girl is everything i mm-hmm. would be i also love how she like came got to the retreat late yeah and then they they fell asleep yeah and they like slept for like hours and totally missed dinner like first night shenanigans yep and i was like wait you just missed the fun part. Like, that's my favorite part is when you go to a trip, you like do, you, you know, you, you, the welcome ceremony and everything else. It's like, you just miss all the fun stuff. Yeah. She's like, I, I was tired. We, I, we had sex and we then fell asleep yeah, a little bit. I wandered <laughs> down to the uh, kitchen to see if I could maybe get uh, some leftovers, but um, there wasn't any. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's like one o'clock in the morning. It's like, you just wandering around? Yeah. Mm. Uh, in this creepy house that you described as very creepy when you first walked in. Yeah. She's ballsy. She is. She's ballsy. She's she's good. What did you think about Heath? Um, Heath, I was suspicious of mm-hmm. from I, the very beginning. Yes, I wanted to throw you off because you were like, what is going on? What is Heath hiding? And I was like, I love Heath. <laughs> You're such a little liar. <laughs> Because I didn't want anything to be ruined because I was like, it was so good. I, <laughs> yeah, so but, the, I but I did kind of like Heath throughout the book because I was like, oh, he's trying to work on himself. He's trying to better himself. No, the mm. second, the second Daphne got that message from, um, I don't know what her name was, Annette, oh, oh, uh, well, Annalise, 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 yes. The second she got that message from Annalise, I was like. Okay, he was trying to get that girl to this retreat mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. There's something weird about this. I do not like this. Mm-hmm. Heath is not a good guy. Yeah. Like, and just the the fact that Daphne, as a character, a female character, mm-hmm. who we've seen other female characters and how they're written. They're written very, like, at the beginning, they're very weak. They're very just kind of like, oh, I'm a doormat. And that's how... Um, Emily kind of wrote Daphne to seem like, mm-hmm. but independently of everybody, Daphne was curious yeah. and she was questioning and she was doing everything in order to protect herself, mm-hmm. which was smart and it was genius. And I loved that about Daphne's character. Yes. Another thing I totally agree. Another thing that I loved about Daphne was you thought she was more effed up than she really was. Yeah. Like you were like, what did she do? Yes. What did she do? That was so, that's so crazy because you were thinking like, okay, if Heath is working on himself, but Daphne doesn't want to work on herself, what did she do? Yeah. And the it, underlying it story was like nothing. It was, it was just. I mean, oh, it was it was pretty traumatic I for mean, for a kid for an eleven year old. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty traumatic to have like someone in your foster home or whatever even, like even if, even if you hated her even if you hated her but like it's, she, the bitch fell off a cliff she just <laughs> fell she like seized off of a cliff like, <laughs> like i'm like oh crap and i did take my medication or I, I took her medication yeah and that girl lied yes. she was like i just have two vitamins because miss whatever her name was i can't remember her name mm-hmm. she just gives me two vitamins i would have been like girl you 11 you don't need no vitamins yeah, how old was that girl i don't know i don't i don't know where 11's coming but i feel like 11's correct because well, they're, they're at a camp was daphne's age in the oh. flashbacks i think she was her age or a little bit older also why can i not remember any names but daphne and heath well they're you know it's hard oh what was her name well we did listen to this book like a week ago i remember omega omega i could not remember omega for the life of me what was her name the bully's name it'll come to me it'll come it will. But yeah, so I just really loved how Daphne's storyline, when she came out with it, she said, I have to talk to you about this. I was like, oh, that's intriguing and, and traumatic. But that's it? Yeah. When it got to the end, I was like, wait, so you just took her medication because you thought it was vitamins and you mm-hmm. thought you were getting back at her because 
she has literally gotten you in trouble like every single time she could. Mm -hmm. I thought, I'll be honest, I thought she got fiddled. I did too. I was like, who is this Mr. Allen or was it Mr. Al? Mr. Al or something. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. He he gave me the creeps, the heebie-jeebies, all the baby-jeebies. Smoking with teenagers and then he actually kissed Omega. Yes. Yes. I guess Omega kissed him technically. But, But let's be real. He ended up where he needed to be. Yeah. Don't feel bad about that, Daphne. Yeah, but there was a lot of of different red herrings. Like, you didn't know who was causing the trouble at this campsite or Mm -hmm. at this retreat. You didn't know what was happening because there was weird things that were happening throughout. Mm -hmm. Like, Daphne would get the car keys, like, the second night or something. She got the car keys. That was so... I was, like, I was on my lawnmower. I was on my lawnmower, and I was listening. That is the most Pasadena thing I've ever heard. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's... She's getting in the car. Where are the keys? Oh, my God. And I was like, I was on the edge of my lawnmower. (laughs) (laughs) I was on the edge of my lawnmower. Put that in a review, Emily. I was on the edge of my lawnmower, Bradley. (laughs) Because, you know, when you go far too off on a lawnmower seat, the lawnmower shuts off. Wait, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For real? Yes, yes. I didn't know that. I don't mow my lawn because we live in an apartment. Oh, Okay. But yeah, I was like, oh my God, I can't go too much further off of this lawnmower because it's going to shut off, throw me off. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I was insane. I was like, oh my God, she is in the car. She has no keys. She has to go into his office to get the keys. Oh my, it was heart racing. Like I thought she was going to be caught so many times Mm. because there was just so much stuff that she was doing. She was like sneaking up to the attic and there was like hidden cameras and stuff. She was watching people. And then she found the hidden cameras that were all around her room. That's crazy. Mm. It was weird. Like they were watching you do yes. it. And she was talking to people that she wasn't ta- supposed to be talking to, like Glennis. Glennis. Her name's Gwyneth or Glennis. I think it's Glennis. Glennis. Yeah. I remember because there was a girl in elementary school that I, that I went to school with. She was allergic to the sun. Her name was Glennis? Yep. Wow. I never even heard of that name. I thought that was made up name. Nope. Well, uh, te- uh, technically it was. It, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. Um, what was her name? I can't even re- remember her real name. Why can't I remember people's names? I don't know. Is It, it started with a C. Catherine? Ca- no. It Carol? Care? No. Celeste? No. No? No. <laughs> <laughs> what was her name? Seriously, like we are having the worst time thinking, like, thinking of the names and I don't know why. Like, it, we listened to this book over the week. I was obsessed. Who? What? Olivia? Feel, uh, no. No. <laughs> no. You just keep guessing. Hold on, uh, I want to try need, to find we it. We need to do some research. I'm trying to look for Carrie, character lists. Kath, Catherine. It wasn't Catherine. I also think she fiddled him. When she put the thing over the camera. I was like, oh, what is she doing? I was like, we're going to hear lip smacking. Mm -hmm. We're going to hear body parts smacking. Yeah. It's going to be a cornucopia of smacks. Yep. And sweat. (laughs) (laughs) What was her name? Okay. I need to figure this out. Katrina. Katrina? That doesn't sound right. Are you sure it wasn't celestial? Celestial. Celestial. I'm pretty sure her name was not celestial. Should we listen to it? We should. We we really should. Do you have it up? Yes, I can have it up. I'm trying to have um. Caratina. <sighs> Catastrophe. Is it Celia? Celia. Celia. It was Celia, right? It was right? Celia. Yeah, that was it. Okay, but then what was the bully's name? <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. You only told me about the ranch, about Omega and Chantal. Because you Chantal. 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 Oh, that's okay. good. Okay. Oh, that's good. Okay, we figured out the bully's name. Oh, my God. Thank God. Oh, my that God, was, I was that so that was horrible. I don't know why these are so difficult. They're mm-hmm. not hard names whatsoever. Not hard names. Don't understand. I don't get it. But anyway, um, yeah, her her story for Chantal was like, oh, was it? 
Yeah. I was like, wait. I needed more. Mm-hmm. I expected more from Daphne's story, but it made me um, realize that Daphne was not the enemy. Yes. Like she was not going to be an unreliable narrator, mm-hmm. basically. Yes. I, I I agree with that. What did you think about Dr. Cerny? Cerny. Cerny. Whew, he, that's a little weird. He was creepy. He was creepy. He was very, at first I thought it was very charming. Yeah. He, yeah. When he met her in the kitchen and was like eating with yeah. her. He was very observing. Like, or observe, observing. He was very observant mm-hmm. and watching her and her behaviors. And I said, hey, this guy's really smart. But something about him gave me the creeps. Oh, yeah. What was it like for you to be someone who's in the psychological field mm-hmm. to be hearing about the things that he was doing? Like his experiments and mm-hmm. what he wanted to find? Like, were you able to kind of look at him and be like yeah his research was in a good spot like Mm -hmm. what we were talking about with villains Mm -hmm. like he was trying to better the world Mm -hmm. by figuring out how to stop the the psycho psychopathy yeah so that's that's the thing so when glennis was talking to daphne on the cliff yeah or the mountain talking to her about how amazing of a doctor he is and how just observant he is and how insightful. I was really excited to kind of see that take place throughout the book. Mm -hmm. However, as the conclusion came out, it was just, it was troubling. It was very troubling because these people, do you hear my stomach? I do. That's like going crazy. It sounds like a cat squealing. Did I eat a cat? I think you might have. Anyway. So it was troubling for me to hear what he was doing to this poor kid. Number one, you took a kid. I mean, where was DJS or CPS or Family Protective Services or whatever? They were off in a mountain somewhere. Where were they? We have this crackhead who have who has a baby and gets the, the baby gets essentially taken by this doctor well, he, he was like four. He was like four. And he was doing like temper tantrums and they basically, is that, is that how easy it is to get a kid? Like you're just like, hey, it, I want to do some experiments. Here's 500 bucks. It shouldn't be that easy. I mean. And I think that was what the whole point of Heath's hatred towards his biological mother was, was it should not have been that easy. Yeah. But Heath was taken advantage of mm-hmm. by the doctor and doctor's woman. Doctor's and, woman. Exactly. But if you think about psychology and a lot of the different theorists that we've that are famous now, I mean, Dr. Watson and his, you know, little sexcapade Rainer, she was his assistant back then. But they did the Wait. whole Yeah, oh what? it's drama. It's my favorite psychological like psychological theory, like story drama. Oh my god. Okay. New episode. Yes. Yes. You talk about all the crazy things psychologists oh do. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So, Dr. Watson and, and Dr. Rayner did this study where it's called Baby Albert. And they took this baby and showed him all these white things to make him fearful of a white, essentially a white rat. But what they did was they made him fearful of everything white. So, Santa's beard... They made him scared of bunnies that were white. They made him scared of jackets that were white. So this poor little baby, every time he saw something white, he would bust out in tears. And there was this, there was this research article that came out like several years ago, what happened to baby Albert? And that said everything that happened to him was like he woke up or his whole entire life he's needed therapy because he's been scared of white things. But that's very unconventional. Was but, he white? Yes. Oh my god! Was he afraid of himself? I don't know. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about like furry little white things or like beard. Oh, so like things actually that have texture. white, not mm-hmm. like you know peach and beige. Exactly. Okay. So like, <laughs> I was like, wait. So like that's very unconventional, and and if, if you did it now, people would be up in arms. However, Doctor Watson made us understand what fear was, 
and mm. how fear is a learned condition. Wow. Yeah. Pavlov ain't so, I mean, I don't think he's bad. And that's, they, they mentioned Pavlov a lot in the, in every yeah. single secrets, but he did the whole salivating, the dog salivating. And we learned what a like condition response was, was, and all those types of things from Pavlov. So if you see a, or you ring a bell, the dog starts salivating because he knows he's going to get a treat. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then BF Skinner though. Yeah, his what was crazy his? self. Because all I kept thinking about was X-Files. Yes. B.F. Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> B.F. Skinner is crazy. Okay. So he did the the conditioning as well, but he would he would put mice and and things in a in the Skinner box where he, he invented the Skinner box and he would put things in there. That sounds disgusting. Very weird. And he would then he would do like um timed pellet like food pellets for kids for not kids uh, <laughs> we'll go through that in a little bit basically but um for rats and so that's when he we learned that but, but what he did was that was unconventional was he put his own kid in the box yes because no one would give him his no one would give him a kid wait he built a giant box yeah. to fit a child his own kid <gasps> and he put his own child in a box and did experiments with him. Would you experiment on your own child? Of course. I mean, <laughs> duh. <laughs> if it's to better humanity and make you understand the human psyche, I, why would course. you not? Of course. <laughs> but yeah, so there have been a lot of theorists that have done weird, crazy things. And don't even get me started on Freud because he oh. was coked out most of the time. Yeah. But that's what, what that's what I was thinking about with Dr. Cerny. And the thing with him that's that was so different was... Back then it was, looking back, it's like, oh, yeah, that's, of course, it's normal. They were just doing psychological experiments on on kids. But now it's you're you're power hungry and you want to kind of like change this world. But what were you changing the world? Like, what was your end goal? To get rid of antisocial disorder, personality disorder? That's not going to happen. So, yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, what were they going to do? Spend 16 years with every child born that displays antisocial behavior and hope that they turn out? I mean, they didn't even get to finish their research because Sam, a.k.a. Heath, ran away. He ran away. Well, he... Celia... I was like, Glennis, no. No, no. Catherine, no. (laughs) Celia gave him the keys to run away. Like she allowed him because she showed compassion to Mm -hmm. him. And yeah, it worked for some time, but that boy turned into a serial killer. Exactly. He turned into a serial killer. And and it's interesting because I really I actually Twitter messaged Emily Carpenter and I was like, listen. What is your background in psychology? Because I am very picky when it comes to psychology in books. And and there's a lot of psychological thrillers out there, but like some authors go a step further and comment on things, on mental health or psychology yeah. to make it a more exaggerated yeah. point to be more drama. Like they tried to put a psychologist or a counselor in the story. Exactly. And with a background and stuff. Exactly. And so I said, what is your background? Because I need to know, because I really think... This is probably one of the few books, not a lot of books cover antisocial personality yeah. disorder, except for movies with of serial killers and, mm-hmm. and criminal minds. They talk about it, mm-hmm. but not many books do it ju- with justice. And she told me that she actually has her, one of her editing. I think her editing partners is a former therapist or is mm. a therapist. So she had that insight from them. But she really did this disorder justice. And I, throughout the book, I was like, you know what? If they don't mention conduct disorder, if they don't mention oppositional defiant, I'm going to be real mad because kids do not have personality disorders. We've talked about that before. Children do not have personality disorders because they're not old enough to have a personality. Like their personality is still being created and developed. So I was going to hold on to it until the very end. And then all of a sudden she hit it. She hit a note and she was like, the trajectory of antisocial is, conduct yeah oppositional and then it gets into that whole antisocial personality and i love how she even touched it touched on that because not many people do that and kind of go through that trajectory and it's just awesome i loved it that's really cool but what sierney was doing it was it was troubling 
Yeah, I mean, like, he started off, like, with a good... I don't want to say a good idea because it's never a good idea to lock a child up and not show them affection mm-hmm. because isn't that one of the ways that a child could be put on the trajectory for yeah. antisocial behavior mm-hmm. is that he's not shown any affection or love? Yeah, he was reinforcing the idea. He was reinforcing. He was trying to make him antisocial. Exactly. And I think that's what he That's I guess he wanted to like, what do they call it? That um, reverse psychology? Yeah. Like I was like, no, that's not how that's going to get healed. Like yeah. he already has no remorse. He has no guilt. He has no empathy, why are you teaching him or attempting to teach him not to have those things continually? Yeah. To only to only begin to think, oh, maybe I shouldn't act like that because that's what society wants. Right. No, he's not there yet. He, he Yeah, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, children need to be nurtured and they need to be loved mm-hmm. and they need to be respected as well as if you would want to be respected. Yeah. So if you're not going to respect them, if you're going to lock them in a box or, you know, put them in a room while you go get high somewhere. Well, I'm going into personality. <laughs> I'm going into a personal issue. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. If you want to put them in a room and just study them with your little video cameras. Mm-hmm. That's going to make them the person that you're trying to avoid. Exactly. Now, what Celia was doing, mm-hmm. she was doing this approach of like comforting and nurturing. Uh-huh. And you could tell, like, I love her character because you knew deep down, like she knew deep down what she was doing was wrong with Matthew Cerny. Yeah. And there's actually this new therapy. It's not new. It's pretty old. But it's kind of, it, it was very reminiscent of what she was doing with Sam, a.k.a. Heath. Mm -hmm. And it's called TheraPlay. Oh, yeah. It's actually a lot of like not inappropriate. Don't It's not inappropriate, but it's a lot of touching. And it's a lot of kind of just that idea of building attachment. Yeah. And kind of reinforcing that idea of positive attachment. So like if they do something good, you pat them on the back. Exactly. Or you're like, yay, let's play a game. Yeah. Or even like just like minimal or like basic things like let's put nail polish on you oh. and or like let's hug for like five minutes or can you play with my hair oh, yeah can I comb your hair like just a mother combing their kid's hair yeah just teaching them it's okay to be attached to someone else I love when my mom brushes my hair exactly it's a very tricky therapy because it's very if you look at it it's very inappropriate sometimes because you know, there will be feeding. Like I remember when we were trained in it, they said feed the client and my, my coworker. I don't even feed my husband. <laughs> and that's one of the techniques in TheraPlay is you feed the client and then you essentially teach, have the parent feed the their kid and you watch it through a different room when it's videotaped and you say, no, 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 you have to like feed the child. And like, because when we're a kid, when you're a kid, do you ever remember your mom like, you know, putting up, putting your putting a, a Coke or something up to your mouth and or here's a cracker, like feeding you a cracker or anything like that? Like giving me like, I don't know. Or I like, mean, I might have been a, a little I might have been a little too young. Yeah. Or like sharing a bite, like sharing a. Yeah, we would share our sodas yeah, all the time. Exactly. So but with these kids who are building these attachment issues. They don't have those things. And that's why they become antisocial in in their adulthood because they forget what it's like to have a human connection, have a human connection with someone. Wow. It's it's insane. That is is, insane. Well, that's probably the wrong word to use, but that's it's wild. Intriguing. (laughs) It's intriguing. (laughs) (laughs) And I really think she Emily Carpenter did a really good job kind of displaying all of that. That's awesome. Yeah. We haven't even got to the audiobook yet. I was literally about about to say that. Oh my gosh. Like we are 38 minutes in. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, a lot of it was name searching. <laughs> that was like five minutes. Yes. Chantal. 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 <laughs> and Omega. Chantal sounds like, sounds like a drag name. It does. I mean, it probably is. <laughs> probably is. So what did you think about Kate Orsini? Okay. So I remember when you started the book before me. Yes. And you were saying that, you know, she's a little bit of a breathy oh my God. narrator. 
Very breathy. But it works for the audiobook. Exactly. Yes. She she has this thing about her where in the beginning, everyone was sarcastic. Yeah. Did you get that? Yeah. Everyone, it was just like, uh, well, Dr. Sierney's coming and, uh, and I was like, what? Like, why are you talking like this right now? Like, I don't understand why everybody is like upset and angry and I just didn't understand. And she's like, Oh, well, I'm a part of the Silver Sisters and I just that's a company that me and my best friend started and <laughs> just like talking about it like it's just it nothing. Like, it was like not it was like she was like depressed about it. It yeah. was like it was like uh Heath wants to go on a, re- a retreat. And then, oh, and then um when she would like chew food and stuff. Oh my god, that was my when she was eating that cinnamon bun. Oh. Mm. mm, mm. you don't do that to somebody who has been on a diet for three months kate emily i mean you don't make her eat a cinnamon bun and then actually i I thought she was eating a cinnamon bun i thought she was i could smell cinnamon i could smell cinnamon it was the weirdest Mm -hmm. thing i heard her lip smacking it was like i was like oh my gosh i oh crap eddie's home is he the killer we already know that it's Eddie. So if he's a killer, we already know who the killer is. That's true. Get your cell phone out. <laughs> Bell 555-4321. It's going down. It's going down. <laughs> All right. Where were we? Cinnamon buns. Cinnamon buns. Oh, my gosh. But her just like chewing. Mm-hmm. Mm, that was something that I have not heard in a book before. Oh, yeah. There was one thing. There was every time it said I took a deep breath. She swallowed. Yeah. She did a deep swallow. And that was the only thing I didn't really understand was she was like, he took a deep breath. And he was like, she was like, mm. <laughs> and I was like, wait, that's not a deep breath. That's a that's swallow. That's a deep swallow. That's a gulp. Uh, yeah. It's, nope. <laughs> I would I would have liked to see like, <gasps> you know, or like, <sighs> like, or like when she was talking, hearing the breath come out. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. But there's just a lot of swallowing. So much swallowing. Mm. You know, one thing that I so I am not a person that likes the sound of um, like other people kissing and like lip smacking, like oh, yeah. chewing with your mouth open mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And every now and then there would be that like when she was chewing the cinnamon bun, I was fine with it. Like it was it was interesting because she sounded like she had her mouth full of yeah. something like mm-hmm. she just ate something. But then there were some times where it would be like there would be like mouth clicks and mouth pops. Mm-hmm. And that just like makes my ears bleed. Yeah, it, it was it was incessant. Is that mm-hmm. a good word for that? What? Incessant. Like a lot. Yeah. Is that a good word? Yeah, I think so. I think it sounds like it. I ain't a dictionary. Incessive. Excessive. Excessive. Oh. In excess. Yes. Okay. Oh, God, that took me a while. <laughs> but yeah, it was excessive. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, so... I just, I loved her attitude mm-hmm. with each character. And then throughout mm-hmm. the whole novel, she kind of lost that sarcastic, sarcastic, nonchalant way of when she was reading. Yeah. And then when it was intense and like action packed, it was a different, it felt like it was a different narrator. Yeah. So I really think that she got into the role. I could see everything that was happening to Daphne. Oh yeah. Because partly because of Emily's writing Mm -hmm. and then partly because of Kate's narration. Yes. Because the way she gave a life to Daphne and all the other characters her voices were minimal. Mm-hmm. She did give different male uh, characters different voices. And Chantal's voice was so obnoxious. Oh, I, I wanted to Chantal. reach through and push her off a cliff, cl- push her off of a cliff, <laughs> make her take all of her vitamins mm-hmm. and maybe she would have a seizure. Yeah. I don't know. But her voice was super annoying. Mm-hmm. But um, for the other characters, it was mostly like not so much changing and giving them a different sound. It was like mellowing out for some people like Glennis or Celia. So mellow. So mellow. So it would be like a very like soft, but still a deep voice. Like she could turn into Daphne very quickly. Yes. And then for Chantal, it was just this. What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you doing that? I'm going to tell. 
and mm-hmm. just obnoxious voice. However, Chantel for me was the only I was looking for when I when I heard Southern Gothic, it was the only person in there that had that a had southern voice. So every now and then, uh Daphne would kind of slip into a little accent and you could hear it just a tiny bit, but I really feel like that was her way of kind of shedding her past by yeah. losing the accent as much as she possibly could. I yeah, I agree. And you know, we're we are huge fans of Southern Gothics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, surprisingly so. Like, I don't even understand. Yeah, why. I think it's something about that. We I think we talked about this in Sharp Objects with mm-hmm. Gillian Flynn. Is there's some mystery about Southern towns that are fake to your face, mm-hmm. but secret secrets are hidden, and you yeah. know they are. Every single secret. Mm-hmm. I like what you did there. <laughs> But yeah, and I, I liked Glennis's voice. I just felt like it was like way too mellow and it sounded kind of mannish. But I was imagining this older cowgirl. That's not where I thought you were going with that. But someone like I'll take it. You know, someone with like gray Pintails. braided hair oh. and really long gray bra- braided hair and then like overalls. I mean, maybe the real Glennis. Mm-hmm. But like Celia was a doctor. Exactly. But then Celia got me confused. And that's what I think that's the whole point is Glennis kind of like transformed into who she was, this old, wise, mellow woman, because she was like Celia. Um, This mysterious, tortured soul. Yeah. Doing something she didn't really believe in. See, I just imagined Meryl Streep in Devil's Wear Prada. Devil Wears Prada. As Glennis or, or Celia? Celia. Well, actually more like both. Mm. Because I was imagining that Glennis was like hiking in high heels. Oh, okay. And like a black tight dress. Interesting. I saw Celia as young Meryl Streep. I, I like the Meryl Streep we're going with. And probably maybe the Meryl Streep in like Sophie's Choice or something like that. Okay. But then Glennis as Mama Mia Meryl Streep. Oh, oh, okay. You know? So we're both thinking Meryl mm-hmm. for the movie. She's definitely going to get there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I can see it. Let's talk about Luca. Luca, 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 Luca. He has his own soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Hola. I liked Kate's accent for him. Yes. I like that she was consistent with it. She kept it up. Mm-hmm. She didn't drop it or she didn't make it like softer or anything like that. No, yeah. He didn't have a lot of speaking until the end. Not until the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was still such a strong character. I mean, he's the reason why Kate ended up surviving. Kate? He's the reason why... Daphne ended up surviving. Yes. And also the reason why Daphne got her groove back. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> in Canada. Yeah. In Canada. Mm. What happens in Canada stays in Canada. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't? No. But yeah, Luca, oh, he's, I just, I imagine, who did I imagine for Ooh. him? Oh, I love this let's, game. Let's do this game. Who is Espanol and sexy? Hmm. What about I keep it? Why my, do we try to play this just impromptu? Yeah, I don't like, know. We can never do this. In my head, it's the guy from Dallas. Or not Dallas. Um I had Dallas in my head now. Now it's not it's it's there. What's the show that we just binged watch on CW? Dynasty. Dynasty, thank you. So it, it, i am I have him, the Sam. Sam from Dynasty in my head. For Luca. Sam. Yeah. Oh, Sam. Yes. Little Sammy. Yes. Okay. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I could see that. See, I was thinking, and he's not Spanish or Latino at all, um, but Giles Marini. (laughs) (laughs) He's French. He's French. Mm -hmm. But he's cute. He is very, very cute. He's so cute. Mm. I don't think he could do a Luca accent, but I don't care. I just want to see him. Yes. And he that's a good that's a good that's a good one. 
What about? Oh, I guess what his about name is Giles. Giles. I think Giles? it's Giles. I don't know. I ain't French. I watched Dance with the Stars with him. I think it's Giles. I watch Ultimate Beastmaster. Oh. He's commentator on there. He's the French commentator. Really? We so speaks oui, oui. in French. We oui, we. Oui. Who would I do for Heath? Oh, let's see. Let's see. Hot actors. Okay, I was thinking of somebody. I think I was thinking. He needs hair. I think I was thinking of like a scars guard. Oh, really? Yeah, and I don't know if it's because I just have like big, big little, little eyes. eyes, and then also that Castle Rock TV show yes. that has Bill Skarsgård oh, in it. He's too young. Though. He's weird looking too. He's so weird. Mm-hmm. He's kind of attractive in a weird way. He's attractive because he has like big bug eyes. Yeah, but he then can Pennywise me all day long. He still kind of looks like he's fourteen. Oh, well, maybe half the day. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you, you brought it to another level. I'm sorry. I know that but, he's above age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is, but he just looks very young. Um, yeah. Ooh, I think someone with hair has to be Heath. Okay, that literally narrows it down to like 90% of the people. Let's see. None of the Chris's? Oh. None of the Hems? Chris? Chris Pine. Oh. <gasps> I love a good Chris Pine. Ooh, Chris Pine. Ooh. One of the Chris's, and that's Chris Pine. He's getting that Heath. But I guess I feel like Chris Pine has to get bigger, though. I feel like Heath has, and why I was thinking it was a Scars Guard is because it has that kind of like golden, dirty, brownish hair. Oh. Okay. Like I, that's what I was. That's what I was picturing for Heath. Mm. Tall, slender, mm-hmm. not very muscly. He wears slim cut suits. Yeah. And he doesn't wear color because color is beneath him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, who would be a good Daphne? Oh, oh. I feel like there's oh. so many options. Did we talk about Daphne's hair? What color hair did Daphne have? I have no idea what color hair Daphne has. I think it's like, no, no, no. It's a, like dishwater blonde, I think. Okay. All right. All right. So like my blonde. What do we think about? Um. Hmm. You know, I keep because I just saw an article with her in it. I keep thinking of Jenna Dewan. Yeah. For some odd reason, she just keeps popping up in my head. I mm-hmm. guess because, I mean, because Daphne was pretty. Yes. We know that Daphne was attractive. Yes. Um, she just didn't own it. Mm-hmm. Maybe she would be a good Omega, but Omega was like sixteen. Yeah. I wonder. I'm. I'm feeling I, she's on the tip of my tongue. Nope, not there yet. I'm trying to think because she was young. She was under 30. Under 30. Wow. Blondish hair. Blondish hair. Oh, maybe that girl from Room, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. We need to see what she looks like with glasses. Well, she's going to be Captain Marvel soon. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm. She's very moldable into different parts. Very. Because you figure in room, she was oh. kind of like sat, like withdrawn. And I love Mia Brie Larson. Mm. And she's then, also in U.S. of Terra. Oh my God, I love her. Oh, interesting. Yes, so you good. That. So good. About mm. um, dissociative identity disorder. So good. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about it. Yeah. So Brie Larson's a good option. Mm-hmm. I like that option. Who would be Matthew Cyrney? You know what? I was thinking. I'll tell you this. What about Peter Gallagher? The guy who smashes fruit? Who's that? Oh, wait, that's his name's just Gallagher. He was on he was on while you were sleep he was while you were sleeping with Sandra Bullock. The main character? The guy that gets hit by bus or ran over by a train train. He still does stuff? Yes. No way. No way. Peter Gallagher. He was just on the good wife. Peter Gannon watched a good wife. Oh. Peter Gallagher. Or even oh speaking of the good oh Madam Secretary. Who was who's on who's dating Taylor Tia Leone right now? Him. Peter, Peter Gallagher. Gallagher. No, yes. he's not dating Tia Leone, but Peter Gallagher is Matthew Cerny. Yes. That's he what I was is. like in my head I was like, Peter Gallagher is it's that's the winner. He was was he really the guy in, in While You Were Sleeping? Yes. Let me see. Let me just make sure. Let me see the picture. I don't. I don't think so. A hundred percent sure. Are you sure? Mm-hmm, I promise. Are you? A hundred. You're effing right. I know. I know. Because he was also the dad in the OC. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dude, he 
And he was in Burlesque. Mm-hmm. And he's also in uh, Grace and Frankie. He's in everything. Yeah. Yes. He is in Grace and Frankie. Yes. He's Grace's boyfriend. Yes. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, I like him. So I was thinking, okay, I don't know his name, but there is a tall, very tall man, mm-hmm. actor, gray hair, like it's more salt than it is pepper. Mm-hmm. And um, he's been acting for a while, doing different things, and he's always looked kind of old. But he's like that attractive old. Mm. He's slender. Silver fox, huh? Yeah, I cannot. I do anything not know his name. That he's been in, and I cannot remember anything that he's been in. But <sighs> he's just been in like he's one of those people that's like in everything. Yeah, just randomly. I think he was in like one of those Law and Orders or maybe West Wing. Mm. I can't think of him. Yeah. I'll find hmm. him later. Man. But or him. even, you know what else? James Marsden for Heath. <gasps> That's actually, no. Sorry, kicking the other one out. James Marsden, Heath. <laughs> 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 James Marsden so much. Yes. He's so good at everything. I'm shaking right oh now. Oh my god. Okay, we just cast uh, our movie. Oh, oh my, my god. god. We're okay. good casters. Let's get contracts out immediately. <laughs> we need to get the uh, movie going. My gosh. This is oh. going to be good. This is going to be a good movie. Yes, Emily, start working on that script. Yes, uh, send it away. Yeah. yeah Give yeah, us yeah. some, um, you know, money for that. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Patreon. Yes. <laughs> uh, so overall, what did you think about this book? Overall, I would listen to it again, mm-hmm. front and backwards, if I had to listen to it backwards for some odd reason. Yeah. I think I would probably listen to it backwards because it would be like a secret message. Yeah. Every single secret. <gasps> mm-hmm. What if there is something with backwards? We should start listening to backwards. How do we listen to Audible books on backwards? They have a CD. Oh, let's get... Hey, Emily, send us a CD so we can listen to it backwards. Or just tell us if there's anything that we should pay attention to if we listen to it backwards. Is uh, there every single secret secret in the backwards yes. version? Oh my gosh. So we would shelf, shelf. it. Twin to the onion? No? No. I just left off my it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still kind of terrified that you mentioned Pennywise earlier. So oh. I'm avoiding all of the words with oh, it. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was really good. We would shelf this forever. Mm-hmm. And yes. I'm going to be recommending this forever. I, already, I actually did not know you can recommend books over Goodreads. So I recommended this over Goodreads. Oh, my God. You mm-hmm. can? Is that yes. new? No, I, I suppose it's not. Oh. Okay. <laughs> someone so, someone recommended a book to me the other day, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then now I'm rec- recommending this book to everybody. That's really neat and something that we need to utilize more. We should. And we will. We will. Mm. I cannot wait till we listen to uh, the other Emily Carpenter books. The Weight of Lies. Yes. And then I want to listen to that Honeysuckle, Birds, Bees. I don't know what it's called, but I, I want to listen to it. Okay. Yes. We will do that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something about the suckle girls or honeysuckle girls. Oh, or... I just saw that one. Um, the burying. The burying the honeysuckle girls. Yeah. Or something like that. We should probably uh-huh. look it up to do some justice. We're, yeah, because we're butchering it right now. Emily's going to be like, please don't like, read what? any of my other books. She's I do like, not need your money. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be like, where? <laughs> what is she going to be like? Where? <laughs> All right, oh, let's see. Let's I'm going to go on her Instagram. Books. I'm going to go on her website. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might make more sense. Oh, I like her website. Ooh. Ooh. She has like a green motif. Ooh. The Weight of Lies, Burying of the Honeysuckle Girls. Yes! We are so good. Yes. That's why we are a team. That's why we have a podcast. Yes. But I want to listen to it. I want to listen to all of her stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we we have to think, even though I knew of Emily Carpenter's books before Mm -hmm. we interacted with Kimberly Bell. Yeah. Kimberly, we did not know they were like BFFs. No. And so we were really excited because when Kimberly Bell was like, oh, my God, have you ever heard of Emily Carpenter? We were like, yes, we want to read The Weight of Lies. And we actually we actually have The Weight of Lies on our our, uh, Audible. We need to do that one. So we were really excited. And then we found out they were closed and was just like, oh, my God, so exciting. And they write kind of in like similar vein of like this southern... Mm-hmm. I mean, Kimberly Bell is not so much like Southern Gothic. Yeah. Uh, like so much. Mm-hmm. But they're both like different enough to where they could probably like 
pass notes back and forth to each other. They probably do. Oh my God. Like different stories. When are they going to write a joint book about us? Oh my God, I would cry. I really want to be like the the centerpiece of the centerfold. Yes, of these women and their books. Yeah. I have secrets and I'm willing to tell them for a good story. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets. Tell hurt everyone. Someone. Oh. Right? Is that how it goes? I think it's hurt somebody. Hurt someone. Oh, really? That's what the stripper on the office said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a good episode, Benjamin mm. Franklin. Oh, yes, that is a good episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we mentioned this earlier, yeah. but we have a Patreon mm-hmm. and we would love to get some donations to our Patreon to yeah. help us build our show to the highest potential. Yes. I mean, and today's episode is produced by one of our patrons, Paul from the audiobookreviewer.com. So please go on our Twitter bio and click on the link and see if you want to donate just a dollar. It goes yeah. a long way. We also have a lot of different tiers and we also have a reward for stickers. So if you're interested in getting stickers, new stickers every, I think I have it listed for every six months new like pack of stickers mm-hmm. like audio shelf kind of stickers oh so like merch yes merch then you can sign up for that tier and you'll get new stuff that's really cool and also everybody has a spare dollar so instead of giving it to that homeless person outside your building why don't you go to us and if you would like to download a 30-day free trial for Audible, go into our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link and you can get two free books. So you can get two free Emily Carpenter books. Yes. And there are so good. So good. So, so good. good. <laughs> I just heard that song last night. <laughs> uh, and don't forget that if you want to follow along with us, see what we're doing, where we're going what we're talking about please follow us on twitter at audio shelf me like us on facebook at audio shelf and follow us on instagram at audio shelf underscore podcast and please subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast at we can be found everywhere so until next time keep y'all secrets safe bye, bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. So today's... I said today's episode. <clears throat> You're already already rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Today is... We're going to be in the book. Oh, my God. <laughs> Click it, flip it, reverse it, and restart. Yes. Okay. Have you ever caught him doing something super embarrassing? Like, not like gross or anything like that. But like, like, not like picking his nose. Well, no. Like, have you ever caught him like doing something like singing? Like, you walk in and he doesn't know that you're home. And so you like walk in, he's like singing or something. No. Really? <laughs> he's so normal. <laughs> Hello. Oh, did you hear us? <laughs> you are wearing red. Where'd you go? The dollar store to Aldi's to Harbor Freight. Oh my God. You went to all those places in an, in hour? an hour? Hour and a half. Oh my God. Still, I can't do all of those in three hours. Yeah. So you've never caught him doing anything. That's no, like, he's very stoic. Wow. Yes, I mean, like. No. Huh. He always, like the other, literally yesterday he came, he came in and I was singing a song in Benny's voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I get a sample of that? <laughs> I don't, it's like, no, I can't write, like I had to look at him. Okay. You know, you mm-hmm. had to look at him. Yes. And then uh-huh. you got that, it's like his tone. Mm-hmm. And then there was at one time where I was dressed up in that big white blanket singing Never Enough from The Greatest Showman, and he walked in on me with that. (laughs) It was like a blanket that took up the whole floor.
<laughs> That's a train. I felt like I was wicked in that. Oh my god! <laughs> in the intermission. Yes. yes. Uh, oh. <laughs> he's yeah. He's, I've done a lot of weird things that he's walked in on. Him not so much. All right, so that balances out. Like he walks in on you doing weird things, but you don't walk in on yeah him doing weird things. Mm-mm. So nope. you guys are kind of equal. Yeah, and he doesn't do the dirty without me. That's what he says. Really? That's what he says. That's oh. what he says. <laughs> Isn't that what they all say? <laughs> That's what I say. I'm like, I always be sniffing his undies just to make sure. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm a crazy bee. Uh, I'm a crazy bee. You are. No wonder he doesn't do anything. <laughs> Bless you.